Hello, everyone, and welcome to Building Better Money, the very first episode. So today, I just wanted to record a really short episode to let you know a little bit more about me and a little bit more about the series as a whole. The episodes going forward are going to focus on either specific topics and will be focused on a technology, a type of cryptocurrency, a specific business, or interviews with guests doing something in the cryptocurrency space. So there won't be a lot of time where I'll be sharing more about my backstory or sharing some of the reasoning behind the show. So I wanted to lay that out here before we got started. So the show as itself, why building better money? Well, for me, this is really about a learning journey. At the core, it's an opportunity for me to have conversations with people, some of them that are the types of conversations I've had in the past, and some of them are conversations that I wouldn't be having if I didn't have the context of sitting down with a recorder and talking in a way that, you know, creating a podcast episode that's going to be published. Cryptocurrency is something I first you know, got interested in, I was going to say fell in love with, but that sounds a little bit weird. Um, But I first found out about it in 2013. And there's been kind of ebbs and flows since then in my level of interest, my level of optimism about it, and my level of activity and engagement with it. And during that time, almost, you know, from right near the start, I thought, hey, this is something that I could really see myself doing a lot more than I do, whether it's you know, instead of getting off of reading about it and actually creating something, adding something to a conversation or to the space as a whole. So if I, if I remember correctly, the first time I heard about Bitcoin was actually an article that a friend sent me about the Winkle, Winklevoss twins getting involved. Um, I can't remember where the article published or really what the context was, but it was just about them and how they were investing a lot of the money they got from Facebook into it. And then not long later, I saw another article somewhere and was like, oh, this is interesting. My first thoughts were kind of really just hard to comprehend. Like, oh, that's so weird. Like, how can something on the internet be scarce? Like, Everything we know about the internet was that it makes it so that you can copy things, so you can download infinite copies of stuff. That's what the internet's about. It's not about making something scarce. And I had had a bit of a foundation with money. I had gone through college focused on finance and done a number of economics classes along the way. And that was something that really I connected with. And I remember in particular getting interested in sound money and gold and kind of some of the problems that arise from fiat money during my time in college. And so this was only two years before I graduated in 2011. And so 2013, I found out about this. I start hearing about it, but I don't really get it. And the first time I really started to understand more was when I encountered an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast with Andreas Antonopoulos, the very first time that he'd been on. And for me, that's kind of when things clicked, where I could start to see how this technology that was interesting also lined up with a lot of things that I cared about in terms of how society and how countries and people can be harmed and are put at risk by the way that money is controlled in our society. That's kind of the the way in for me. I think a lot of people who get interested in cryptocurrency have all sorts of reasons for doing it. It might be something as simple as, oh, you know, you can create a cool app with that, or maybe CryptoKitties is cool, or maybe, 
you know, you're a libertarian, or maybe you wanted to buy things on the internet, or maybe the country you're in just has really shitty money. There's a million different ways in, and there's a million different ways through and out of that space. But for me, my journey in was learning about sound money, learning about the problems that come from fiat money, starting to care about that, starting to care about kind of what we can do as people to take back control of our money because this is such an important facet of our lives. You know, the ability to go out, work, and then earn something and hold on to that thing is important. And if someone else on the other side of the country can just print more and more of that stuff, that's taking value out of your hands. And so what can you do about it? And so around that time, learning about Bitcoin and realizing that, hey, Bitcoin is something you can do about it. That was my way in. And then as anyone who's gotten into cryptocurrency would tell you, once you have that one reason for getting interested in it, you start to learn about, oh, here's something else you can do with it. Here's something else you can do with it. And you quickly find that there are tons and tons of possibilities. And it's a really exciting time to see all the different things you can do, whether that is sending money quickly around the world, whether that is making transfers to places um, and for things that may be kind of frowned upon by the establishment. All these possibilities start to open up and it becomes a period of kind of expanding possibilities and expanding optimism. And for me, that was kind of that stretch in 2013, 2014, and into 2015. And around 2015 is around, if you've paid attention to the space for a while, or if you haven't, that's around kind of where a lot of conflict started to develop uh, and have really come to a head within the Bitcoin community. As other cryptocurrencies started popping up, there was a clash of values within Bitcoin about the direction that it needed to go to scale. And this is something I think, you know, some people might hear that last statement I made about a clash started to arise and think, no, that, that was there from the start. Like, People have been arguing about stuff in this space forever. And that's true. You know, when Ethereum first started, when... Um, Litecoin first started. Everyone has opinions on why this thing sucks. It's a combination of, you know, having that monetary incentive combined with that identity. It's like if you had a monetary incentive for your, you know, sports team to win, which you might if you're betting, but for another sports team to lose, just think of how intense the arguments get. And that's what's happening in the cryptocurrency space. A lot of people have a lot on the line and they want their way of thinking to play out. So around that time, the space turned a bit and the optimism I felt kind of turned a bit more into a general climate of you're stupid, you're stupid, fighting, arguing. And I think without even consciously thinking about it, it made me a little bit less excited. It took away some of that optimism, some of that feeling of so many possibilities and made me think about okay, I'm going to like hold on to this. This is something that my beliefs and values haven't changed around, but I'm not really going to be as invested in it. And then around the time of the fork, so in 2017, the hard fork between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash is kind of a point where I started thinking, you know what, hey, I need to dive back in here. I need to figure out what's going on. What are the different visions that are clashing and what do I think about it? What do I believe? And so I kind of got back invested in it and then kind of since then have 
tried to stay on top of like the issues in that space, and not only with Bitcoin or forks of Bitcoin, but with some of the other cryptocurrencies that exist. If you've been following the space, you know that this is something that's expanded into unmanageable proportions. If you're trying to keep up with new projects and new types of tokens and new types of cryptocurrencies, it's almost impossible to figure out all the different options that exist. And so for me, I've always been focused and kind of taken back to that core value of mine, which is that people for societies to flourish need sound money. If we have to rely on a government that has control of the money, it's not going to end up well for anyone involved other than the people who have control of the money or control of the government. And this is something you see kind of play out over and over again. If you turn on the news right now, 2020, the Fed in the U.S. is you know giving away a bunch of free money to Wall Street again almost a decade after that happened before. No one seems to have learned anything. You've got money crises in Venezuela and so many different countries around the world, all these problems that exist and couldn't exist if the government had bounds on their ability to create money. So that's something that I've always been passionate and I've always cared about. And that's kind of the idea that I'm most interested in exploring, but not limiting this podcast to or limiting myself to. I know there's a lot of things that come up in this space and that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies can tackle. I think something you've seen as well over the past year, if you're paying attention, is kind of a lingering totalitarian fear about our money, right? You've seen things where people are getting unbanked. It's funny, when you first started learning about cryptocurrency, you hear about, oh, the potential to bank the unbanked with cryptocurrency. And the vision for that was, okay, we're going to be able to help people in countries where the banking systems don't exist, where the credit systems don't exist. And provide this option for them to have the value and you know the structure to build things because they can get banked. And what we're seeing now is maybe cryptocurrency is more important because the banking systems in our own countries and the developed countries are to a point where they're being censored. And if you're doing things that run counter to you know a certain political agenda or a certain cultural agenda, you can't bank. They, you know, take away your ability to receive funds on PayPal, on Patreon, on, you know, maybe credit card donations to your site and maybe at the end, your entire bank account. And in a digital money world, if you can't have a bank account, you can't do anything. So that's another thing that I'm really interested and excited about exploring. And so in the show, we're exploring just that building better money. So we're going to be talking to people along the philosophical side of this conversation about why money separate from the state and money that has kind of either no inflation or governed inflation, non-arbitrary inflation is important. Uh, Hopefully talking to entrepreneurs as well, the people who are actually doing things. So in this space, I think we focus a lot on, you know, ones and zeros and the technological side of what's better, what's not better, and at the expense of actually worrying about people who are solving problems for individuals, like who's on the ground doing something with this technology, not in a theoretical way, but in a real way. And and those are the conversations that I'm really hoping to have with this podcast. And so at the end of the day, this is about a learning journey, a learning journey for me as the host. And hopefully, I'm going to do my best for you as the listener. And it's about 
creating a space separate from all the yelling and the screaming and the trolling and the propaganda that exists if you go almost anywhere online. If you go on Reddit or Twitter, you can't trust really what anyone's saying anymore. And it's funny for someone talking and saying, hey, but you can trust me. But that's not what I'm asking you to do. What I'm saying is that what I'm going to bring to this is an open-mindedness to talk to people, to have conversations, and to not get stuck up or worried about what identity, what project. Are you a BTC person? Are you a maximalist? Are you a Ethereum person? Are you in some weird thing people don't really talk about and everyone looks like it's a joke? But if there's something interesting there, something that we can learn from, that's an area that I want to go. I want to be you know, hopefully creating conversations that allow people who are out there who aren't intellectually afraid, who are trusting in their abilities to make sense of the world and make sense of technology and do it in a way that's going to go deep enough for people who have been following this uh, space for a while. But also I want to provide a series of episodes that are going to help people who want to go deeper, who want to go from that just getting into it, just understanding some of the possibilities to actually having a deeper, more foundational grasp of the whys and the hows behind cryptocurrency. So with that said, I will leave it at that and try to be as short as possible. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. I know that there are lots of options out there now to find this type of thing. I do think though that we do provide something unique. And so if you're a fan of the show, uh, I really hope you continue on listening. Uh, Get a hold of me. Let me know. You can find me on social media about what you want to hear more of. And if you have the time, leave a review on iTunes as it makes a big helpful difference. Thanks so much. And until next time.